0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 101 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode, I'm gonna talk to you guys about how I learn a pretty high level of Spanish in just two years. So over the last two years, I've gone from knowing know Spanish to being able to interview Spanish YouTubers in Spanish, appear on Spanish Learner podcast talking in Spanish and of course understanding Spanish I've been able to introduce myself to a whole new world of culture and content and so in this episode I'm going to talk a little bit about my journey from you know taking myself from that starting point to the point where I'm at now. Um, This episode is based on a video that I made very recently on my YouTube channel Uh, and so if you'd like to kind of hear Hear about this maybe in a little bit more detail in some areas but also with kind of the visual elements then I will leave the link to that video in the description of this episode and also if you like to you can subscribe to my YouTube channel because I do of course make lots of videos on there talking about kind of my personal experiences learning languages and things like that and so uh, yeah some of that content might interest you as well so um, yeah that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode just a quick reminder before we jump into it uh, I'm sure all of you know by now about our private learners group but just in case there is anyone new here if you would like a place where you can connect with other people who are also listening to this podcast also learning English just like you then we have a private learners group that you can join for free, Uh, a nice little community of people that we're building where everyone can just chat and share things about their lives or ask questions or share recommendations or whatever it is so if that sounds interesting to you then you can click on the link in the description of this podcast to join the group for free uh, come in and hang out and chat with us it'll be it'll be awesome to have you in there so um, yeah let's get into it so the first thing that I want to talk about before we kind of get into the whole journey um, I want to talk about kind of you know a a bit of a different way of looking at the amount of time that it's taken me to get to this point because of course I said that I've achieved this relatively high level of Spanish in two years um, and that is absolutely true But sometimes I think it's important to think about this time and this time period in a slightly different way. So I actually track the total amount of time that I spend exposed to the Spanish language. So the amount of time I spend, you know, watching videos or listening to podcasts or to audiobooks or reading or whatever it is I I track the amount of time each day so at the time of recording this episode I've done over 1250 hours of you know kind of Spanish immersion Um, and if you average that out over the two years then it works out as around one hour and 45 minutes every day for two years Um, so it's something to bear in mind if you're thinking about kind of how long it might take you to get to a certain point or if you're You know, kind of comparing progress uh, to other people's progress, which isn't necessarily you know the best thing to do. Uh, But again, it's just something to bear in mind. So um, yeah, you can also compare that maybe to you know how much time you're spending with English now. If you have you know big goals of of getting to a higher level, then you know maybe you can think of ways that you could try and commit a little bit more time uh, each day. But uh, yeah, we'll get into that as we get further into the episode. So. I guess the, the easiest and most obvious place to start is at the beginning, right? My introduction to the language. So, um, you know, I didn't know any Spanish before I started learning. You know, I knew maybe the same as any random person would one or two words, but nothing of any real value. And so I went to the first, the same place, sorry, that everyone. Or pretty much everyone goes when they first start learning a new language, which was Duolingo. Um, obviously, it's it's easy enough to use. It's relatively fun, um, and I think that I'm not a huge fan of Duolingo to be honest for a number of reasons. But I think that one of the good things about it is that it is you know easy and motivating to use. So what it does do very well is it gets you engaging with the language and it starts to build the habit right you if you use Duolingo every day you start to get into the habit of doing something in the language that you're trying to learn every day and that's a fantastic habit to have um, and a really you know key thing if you want to make good progress in language learning so that element of it was great I was starting to engage with Spanish every day and of course I was learning a few things but I wasn't really learning you know as, as much as I wanted to it was maybe there was things that I wanted to learn about that I couldn't get access to because you have to learn about other stuff first to unlock the topics and I was bored of waiting for the adverts and all this kind of stuff so uh, eventually I decided that you know Duolingo wasn't really enough for me and that was when I decided that I was going to go on YouTube basically to um, you know look for other ideas, look for other people who were also learning language and see what kind of you know see what kind of stuff there was on YouTube and so that was when I kind of discovered the whole language learning community or the whole language learning section let's say of of YouTube all these different channels of uh, people that call themselves polyglots or people that are called polyglots which is just people that speak a lot of different languages and You know, people that spoke lots of languages, some people that spoke maybe one or two languages, but to a very, very high level and uh, were almost indistinguishable from a native speaker. And um, I think just discovering all of this was kind of really inspiring and motivating because... I guess it was it was a lot more realistic I was seeing that there was lots of people that were doing this lots of people that were learning languages as an adult lots of people that were learning in lots of different ways and finding ways that worked well for them and that kind of gave me a kind of a fresh um, you know kind of a new burst of inspiration and of motivation let's say because I was uh, you know I knew I didn't just have to battle through you know applications and grammar books and stuff that I could learn by yeah, watching and listening and all these different kind of things, and, and this was when I started to learn about these ideas of immersion-based learning. Um, you know, this idea of learning by listening, by exposing yourself to the language just by being around it a lot, and allowing your your brain to kind of naturally pick up on these different patterns and uh, learn the meaning of common words through context, and and start to build a clearer and clearer image of how the language would work, and you know, essentially giving me an experience excuse to watch loads of Netflix and call it uh, productive time. Um, But, you know, just because I had learned about the, you know, immersion and this whole idea of learning kind of in a more natural way, let's say, doesn't mean that I was, you know, completely 100% all in on all of that straight away. Um, As I started learning Spanish, you know, I started out on Duolingo and um, then I started, you know, looking on YouTube, but I was still kind of you know I was still learning a lot of the basics right there was still a lot of very simple things I felt like I didn't really know how to do Um, and even though you know I might have been able to learn that you know just by listening the very foundational stuff uh, I was still kind of watching a lot of videos on YouTube where it was people kind of teaching Spanish but speaking in English so they were kind of explaining some basic grammar concepts like basic verb conjugations or um, simple past tense or different things like that and so I was kind of watching these videos but I wasn't you know I wasn't doing a lot of like traditional study let's say I was learning about the rules but I wasn't like going through and drilling hundreds of verb conjugations and just writing out you know every single verb conjugation for a hundred verbs and all this different stuff. I was just kind of, you know, trying to get a bit of a feel for it and and just trying to get a bit of an understanding and then you know that mixed with with Duolingo and things and um, and I also started doing this audio course by um, it was called uh, by a guy called Paul Noble as a series of audio courses and um, I didn't actually end up finishing it but I think it still helped me again. It was kind of teaching you Spanish but still talking a lot in English but it started to get you to think about creating your own sentence structures and and, well creating your own sentences and creating your own ideas and things like that by learning these kind of concepts and things but at this point I was still kind of you know learning a lot of rules and building the language through my understanding of these rules that I'd learned you know in English Um, and so again at this point I was learning I was progressing but it was the next point that I think where I really started to make a lot of like notable progress, where my progress really started to increase a lot. So this was when I started to learn about the ideas of comprehensible input, this idea of you know not just immersion, just listening to whatever, but the idea that if you are exposed to language in a comprehensible way, in a way that is kind of adapted to allow you to understand what's happening, then you will you will essentially assimilate you will learn uh, and understand those words because you see it and understand it in the context so this could be something to give you like a simple example let's say you're learning english you know the words um, ball and the in English so you can I could hold up a ball on in a video and say the ball and you understand it but maybe I hold up a ball and I say the red ball and I'm pointing at the ball I say the red ball and I repeat it a few times and you know the word the and you know the word ball and because you can see from the visual support I'm pointing at this ball and you can see that it is the color red you say to yourself oh well that red obviously means, you know, whatever red would mean in your native language, for example. Um And so, you know, you can either visual support or or different kind of versions of explanations. There are lots of different ways in which people can make things more comprehensible. Uh, But yeah, finding out about these kind of ideas was, was huge for me because it allowed me to spend more time with the language. So, you know, earlier I talked about this kind of hour and three quarters, hour and 45 minutes that I've been spending on average every day with Spanish. I do not believe for one second that I would have been able to do that and spend that kind of time if I was sitting down doing Duolingo all day or doing lots of exercises and just watching videos about you know, language rules and grammar rules and different things like that. But I started watching channels like Dreaming Spanish or Español Con Juan, for example, and these were channels that make a lot of, you know, comprehensible input. They'll have visual support to help you. They'll make videos based on different, like, ability levels and all kind of different things to help you to understand. And this was when I started to really... Buy into this idea of kind of immersion-based learning and comprehensible input because I noticed I was just learning things naturally. I was picking up words. I was understanding things without translating them, without kind of um, without having to think about it so much, without putting in so much effort. I guess um, you know at first when I was ever try whenever i was trying to watch things or engage with something in spanish i was translating loads i was translating kind of basically everything and in the beginning you know translating a little bit is fine but i the reason i stopped translating so much was just because it wasn't really working you know i'm sure a lot of you have had this experience where you you see a new word you translate it uh you think okay now i understand that word you go you know A few days, you see that word again. You forget it. You translate it. You rinse and repeat that process so many times that you've translated this word like five, six, maybe ten times, Um, and you realize that that method, you know, at least for you know some words, just isn't isn't the best way in most cases translating over and over again isn't isn't the best way you know so if you can learn that word in context if you can see it in context and see it with um, you know other words around it and hear it with other meaning um, other inherent meaning involved then it's a lot easier to learn these words and so this was when I started to really start to understand a lot more and it was also at this point where I discovered italki which is the website that I used for having like Spanish conversation classes for having uh, yeah having conversation classes basically and so um, I also started taking a lot of classes and started trying to talk and of course at the beginning I was very bad and I was just kind of it was like brute force really I was just trying to think of anything putting it together with dodgy conjugations and all kinds of errors and then just you know letting people correct me and figure it out and different stuff but that I think again was another big boost of motivation because Obviously I was talking about things that were super relevant to me. I was talking about my life and my job, my interests, my goals, whatever it was. Um, you know, it was it, it made it so much easier for me to want to learn more words and understand more structures and, and be able to understand uh, better in general because I wanted to be able to express things about me and my life you know, accurately and and to do it better in general, and um, and then of course as well, you kind of get rid of that fear of of talking and making mistakes because you just realise it just doesn't really matter. You make mistakes, someone's correct, someone corrects you, and then you carry on. Life kind of goes on. So um, yeah, that was that was kind of the first time when I started to really make some you know good progress, and I think that that was kind of um, sort of you know th- maybe around the sort of four to six, seven months, eight months, that kind of point. Um, And and I, I did a lot of classes. I talked a lot in Spanish and that was just because I was really enjoying it. And so again, you know, it's not just... I started talking and it magically happened, I was practicing a lot, I was having at some points, point three or even four classes a week where I was practicing for you know between 45 minutes or an hour um, trying to speak in Spanish so yeah it was a lot of time and effort and so um, yeah I started to get to a point where I could you know talk about basic things I could express myself on a basic level um, and you know I started to be able to work around vocabulary vocabulary that I didn't have for example if I didn't know a word I could describe it in a different way or, or try and ask uh, or find a different way to get people to understand what I was trying to say basically uh, but that was you know when I started to then think about how I could continue to improve my level you know I had that basic level of, con- uh, of communication of conversation but you know I wanted to keep improving I wanted to understand more I wanted to be able to talk about more things you know not just about the things that are immediately obvious you know who I am where I come from what I do what my interests and hobbies and things are I wanted to be able to you know talk a bit more like I can talk you know my native language to be able to communicate and express myself and so um, you know I continued with those classes with comprehensible input and things like that but um, what you find when you progress within any kind of Uh, any kind of skill or ability is that the further you get into that journey the better you get at that skill or ability the slower your progress gets right because the things that you have to learn become harder the the depth of the things that you have to learn it becomes those things become more complicated They become deeper and you have to spend more time learning each little bit so your progress It seems to slow down relative to your progress before Um, and I think that this can be a kind of a bit of a demotivating point for a lot of people just because you start to realize just the sheer amount of things that you don't really know you start to realize how much more there is for you to be able for you to have to learn to be able to really express yourself in this kind of way and so um, that was when I started to you know struggle a little bit you know this kind of um, intermediate plateau maybe some people would describe it as Um, and one thing that really helped me to avoid kind of stagnating at the kind of uh, basic conversational level uh, was that I you know I was having these conversation classes but I was I, I had a teacher that was making sure that I was being challenged and I was talking about a wide variety of topics so every every week there would be a, a different topic either i would decide or he would decide or whatever uh, but we would talk about something different and it would force me to try and find different ways to describe and explain different things I would come across vocabulary that i didn't know I'd come across sentence structures that i wasn't confident with and then having to tackle those things was what allowed me to to keep improving to keep learning new things because it's very easy to get to a point where you can more or less get your point across and you just kind of get comfortable there and, and that's fine for some people if that's your goal but again for me I wanted more I wanted to keep improving and so yeah we're speaking that that was where it became important for me to continue to challenge myself to talk about uh different topics to talk about all kinds of different things that um i wouldn't usually talk about um but that's really you know talking about kind of output right creating language but in terms of the input this is also where reading became a huge thing for me uh, and i've talked about reading several times i think on this podcast um <clears throat> And there's a few reasons that I really like reading, but I think the biggest thing in terms of language learning is that it exposes you to such a larger amount of the language. You know, in a book, you you will come across so many more words than you will come across um, in any kind of video content because there's so many things that have to be described and explained with words Um, and you'll come across a lot more um, different adjectives, different verbs and different sentence structures and things that will allow you to start to really broaden out your vocabulary you know not just use the same 10 or 15 words to describe everything you start to be able to add more color and detail and things and so um, yeah reading became really big I started just with graded readers books that were that were made for language learners and advanced through you know other stories and then eventually started reading um native books and books made you know for native speakers just normal spanish books um which i guess brings me on to you know this element of understanding just normal native content because of course comprehensible input is great but there comes a point where you start to want to engage with you know just normal content content that was made you know just for general entertainment purposes or informational purposes or whatever um and <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that th- this is something that I, you know, I struggle to. It's hard for me to say, you know, oh, this is when someone should start jumping into listening to native content because it's hard to measure. But, you know, for me, um, it's, it's something that I kind of just, I went I just went for it, I just kind of jumped into it and I wasn't trying to stress too much about, you know, how much do I understand, what percentage do I understand, if I knew more or less what was happening in a general episode of a TV series for example, then that was good enough and I would just kind of sit through it and occasionally I might look up a word or two if it was coming up over and over again and I still couldn't pick it up from the context, um, but yeah, I just kind of was you know I just sat myself in front of series or films or listened to podcasts and different things and well I think that series and films and and videos visual content is better because you have that visual support it gives you extra clues as to what's happening Uh, but yeah I just started to really you know sit myself in front of this content and with time you start to understand more and more of it and I think the thing is that you know a lot of people complain about you know not being able to understand native speakers uh you know I tried to watch a series and I couldn't understand it well that's that's fine I get that and that's frustrating but the only way you're going to be able to learn to understand people speaking at normal real life day-to-day speed is by practicing right you you can't um There's no amount of theoretical knowledge that will allow you to better understand native speakers. You can only practice, right? Think of it like learning to swim or learning to ride a bike. You can and should learn a basic amount of, like, here's, you know, if you teach your son or daughter to ride a bike, for example, you don't just show them a bike and leave them in the garden, you say to them, okay, right, you're going to sit on the bike, we're going to hold on here on the handlebars, you're going to put your feet on the pedals, and you're going to push. But you don't sit for like a week talking about the physics of the bike riding and all these different elements of balance and talking about, you know, how his spinal alignment should be in different things. You give them, that person, the basics and then you have them practice and you let them fail and repeat and fail and repeat and they get better and better and better and better with time. Language, you know, understanding native speakers is is a skill. It's not like it's not knowledge that you can learn and remember. It's a skill that you have to acquire. And thus, it's a skill you have to practice. So, yeah, of course, if you understand nothing, if you you literally don't know anything that's happening, then that's probably not going to be of much value to you. But, you know, even if you're understanding, you know, 40 50%, I'm of the opinion that you can still get a lot out of that because your brain is wired, it's designed to pick up on different patterns to notice things that happen over and over again and start to work out why start to figure out what's the meaning of this uh and so if you if you're patient and you give yourself time and you uh try not to get so frustrated with not understanding things then you will quite uh quite surprisingly quickly start to adapt to you know understanding those sounds and understanding people when they speak at that speed Um, and so yeah I guess the final part of what I wanted to talk about today is is just speaking you know with with less hesitation with speaking without translating from English speaking a little bit more fluidly or or fluently if we if you want to use that word Um, and again i really don't think there's you know some sort of magic key or anything like that here it is just a product of a lot of time Uh, i have had over 250 conversations in spanish um not all of those have been you know like one hour conversations and of course during that time Other people are responding to me. I'm having conversations where I'm listening as well. So that's not necessarily 250 hours of speaking, but it's still a lot of time, you know. And so my Spanish speaking skills haven't come from any kind of magic talent that I have. They've come from brute force. I've just (laughs) made lots of mistakes, learned from them, adapted and got better. Um, But it is important to understand that to be able to speak well, you have to be able to understand well. To be able to speak confidently, you have to understand confidently. Because in order to speak naturally and without having to kind of think about translating from English, you have to be familiar with how certain ideas and things are expressed in that language. So, you know, when you try and learn just by uh analyzing the logic and the rules and trying to you know use knowledge and memory to to speak a language you have to create the thought in your native language remember all the rules for the grammar convert those ideas into that language and then try and say it through that process and chances are even if it is understood it's going to sound you know unnatural but what happens is when you when you expose yourself to the language when you listen a lot uh, and you get comfortable understanding you don't have an idea in your native language and convert it you know how a certain idea is expressed in that language and you express it that way because you've heard it expressed hundreds if not thousands of times and over the course of these hundreds and thousands of hours you start to build a structural understanding of how this language works you start to be able to take words out and put other words in so you're not just repeating what other people are saying but you're you know re- you're repeating the structure but you're adding your own elements and subjects and objects and blah 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 uh, but anyway yeah you have to understand well to be able to speak well so make sure you focus on listening and make sure that you're patient and you understand that this is a long-term um a long-term goal a long-term journey you know um it it does depend on what language you're learning and what your native language is, but as a sort of a, a rough figure, um, you should be aiming for at least 1,600 hours of exposure to your target language before you would start to really consider yourself at like a you know like a very high level. Um, Uh, you know kind of like you know like native level sort of uh, before you would start being able to think about you know having that kind of super advanced level so I've talked about having quite an advanced level of Spanish and I say that because you know I'm at a a decent level and I you know it's not just an intermediate level I can express myself with detail and nuance but I'm not still at that kind of you know basically native level right people can still tell by the way that I speak Uh, that I'm you know probably not a native Spanish speaker Um, not all the time but in some ways and different things so you know between that kind of 1200 and 1600 hours is a good sort of um, goal to aim for to be able to get to that kind of slightly higher level Uh, that's not to say that by the time you reach 1600 hours for example that you are now fluent and at an advanced level but that's like a good kind of first goal but this is something that, you know, as language learners, we're always going to be learning, we're always going to be dedicating more time to it. Uh, and so if if you're, you know, thinking about how much time you've spent learning English, and maybe you're someone that's been learning for a long time in terms of years, maybe you've been learning for even 10 years... Think about how much time you have realistically spent, you know, exposed to English. You know, if you've spent six or seven language, uh, sorry, six or seven years learning in school, um, and you didn't really practice much out of school, well, chances are, you know, let's say you have two classes of English, two one-hour classes a week in those classes, you probably get like 10 or 15 minutes worth of exposure to the language because most of the time we're speaking in our native language, we're, um, you know, explaining the language learning, grammar rules and all those kind of things rather than, you know, communicating in that language. So, you know, over those 10 years, you might only have like a 100 hours worth of exposure to that, to that language through, you know, the experience you've had at school, um, just in that example. So... Um, yeah if you're thinking about your progress and how much progress you think you should have made based on how many years you've been studying or whatever you know try and think about how much time you think you've realistically spent um, and I would definitely advise starting to track it you know set a goal set yourself the goal of you know a 500 hours or a thousand hours or 1600 hours whatever it is um, and start working towards that because I guarantee you if you say to yourself today right I'm gonna work my way up to 1000 hours now by the time you get to those 1000 hours your English will be completely different to what it is now, it will be indistinguishable because when you get that level of exposure to your target language you, you, you can't not progress you can't not learn and pick up new things because there's you're just exposed to so many different things over and over again and your brain is naturally predisposed to trying to decipher these different patterns and different things so it's not even something that you even kind of really have a choice about if you're even somewhat focused on the language and you're exposed to it every day you know for at least like let's say for at least half an hour you are going to get better. So yeah, I guess that is uh, everything that I wanted to cover in today's episode. Uh, It's probably been quite a long one because I've been rambling on for a little bit. Uh, But again, if you want to see the video version of this that is maybe a little bit more concise and edited and all that kind of stuff uh, then you can check that out in the link in the description in this video so um, yeah that's what I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna leave it for today but I hope you've uh, maybe got a couple of things out of this episode and as always if you have any thoughts or questions then please feel free to get in touch with me Uh, all of the contact information is in the description for this podcast so yes thank you very much for listening I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one